Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tyrese. Oh, my goodness. Maxi wants to push it to eight. Maxie is on fire. What's up, y'all? It's Tyrese, and I'm back with Maxie on the mic. Um, I'm really happy to, to be back doing this. Um, I missed it during the playoffs and then took a little break after the playoff um, to kind of just refresh my mind, refresh my body. Um, but I'm back, and I'm glad to be catching up with everybody. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the playoffs, the best playoff moments. Um, not just from from our team, but from the playoffs period. We'll talk about Joel getting MVP. Uh, you know, that's a big time moment, big time moment for him. Shout out to Joel. Uh, then, you know, we'll, we'll talk about some sour moments, you know, game six, fourth quarter lead. You know, we had a lead in, in game three as well. That That's going to come back to, to Tahana's. But uh, can't do anything about it now. Just can talk about it and uh, kind of move forward from it. So, it's going to be fun. Uh, you know, I think it'll be a good listening. Uh, we'll have a great time. My favorite moment from the playoffs, honestly, I'll have to say game three of the Brooklyn series was, was big time because we were down pretty much that entire game. Um, things weren't going our way. James Harden goes out. You know, he's playing a great game. He's like playing one of his best games of the playoffs. He had two really good games in the Boston series, but this was by far probably his best night of the Brooklyn series. And, um, you know, he's having a great game. Uh, he inadvertently, like, 
elbow somebody in the groin on like a, a normal move. It's accidental. James foul and a shot by Harden. And they're going to take a look at this. A shot to the midsection of Royce O'Neal. The refs decide that it was it was a uh, it warranted a, a flagrant two foul. Point right there. Yep. Good call. The official was right on it as well. So he goes out the game. Harden is gone. And then we have to have guys step up. You know, we step up and we win a playoff game. When you're down the entire game, that's hard to do, man. It's extremely hard, especially when you're on the road. That team had all the momentum, uh, especially in the fourth quarter. They're up, I can't remember, maybe like seven. You know, Joel hit some big shots. I hit some big shots. Down two games, none. Brooklyn on top by five, three. Maxi pulls it. It's taken by Maxi. Takes it around. Dinwiddie gets it to go. As the defense of Dinwiddie in front, a three for the lead. Bullseye! Another one! George hit some big shots. I, I can remember from him hitting shots in the corner. Um, and for us to be able to rally, and win that game was was huge for us, man. And then for us to go on and actually sweep them and take care of business, that was big. Um, you know, Joel got hurt in that game, so he got to, he had to sit out game four for us to take care of business to get him healthy to even get him back on the court uh, for the Celtics series was big. Uh, even though we lost, but it was still big for us. Um, you know, it gave us a better chance. And then the other one, I would say, game five on the road in Boston, that was uh, probably the highest of the highs for us this season, you know, for us to to tie the series up uh, with, with a, a big-time James Harden three-pointer on game four with Joel trusted him, and then to follow that up going into, into TD Garden and really just – that probably was our best game overall defensively, offensively that we played the entire season. The crowd in full throw. Harden, House, Maxi, triple. Oh, Guys trusted each other. Guys stepped up. Guys were confident. Guys hit shots. Guys defended. You know, that's probably, like I said, that's the highest of the highs. And um, basketball in life, you know, you go through ups and downs. You know, that's the highest of the high. And the 76ers get a win for the second time in the series on the road, Reggie. And to me, this was a signature playoff moment for Joel Embiid, who has struggled and his teams have struggled in the conference semifinals. And then when I bring up um, uh, game six, fourth quarter, that's probably one of the lowest of the lows. You know, being up, I think, two with like four minutes left, 4.30 or something like that, it's crazy, man. And not getting like multiple stops in a row, not scoring. Um, and then Jason Tatum, you know, just going for the next five quarters um, of, of basketball, of that, of that series of our, of our season. He just uh, he just dominated, and he dominated us. Yeah. Here's Tatum. Fires over Embiid. Got it! Finally, Tatum connects from deep. They get the switch. Maxi on Tatum now. Little quick sit dribble Tatum. That's two in a row. Jason Tatum, welcome to Philadelphia. You know, it was, it was tough to watch, tough to be a part of, tough to be on the court and, and uh, experience it, but... You know, like I said, it's it's life is highs and lows. Uh, can't get too high, can't get too low. I don't think we got too high after the game five win. I, I think that we were still level. I think we still knew it was going to be a dog fight. We came out game six slow, fall all the way back, and for us to for us to do that and uh, you know still lose, it was a gut punch, you know. And um, you know, it was just one that we couldn't overcome. 
And then game seven was, you know, we know how game seven went. Joel getting the MVP was, was huge, man. I feel like he deserved it. I feel like he worked his tail off all year. I feel like he just, man, he dominated. He dominated on both ends of the floor. He took his game onto another level. He took his communication and his leadership up to another level, and we needed that. We needed that. And, um, you know, now the next step for for him and, and you know, ourselves as a team and as an organization is, is going to be getting over that hump. You know, it is what it is. You have to talk about it now. I mean, we don't just have to talk about it. We, gotta, you know, we have to go out there and do it. You know, we've, we've been in the second round. We haven't passed the second round since, I think, what, 2001? Something like that, something crazy like that. So, you know, we've had, we have talent. We have, uh, we have guys who, who are winners who want to do it. So we just have to go out there and execute it, man. I think we were in a, in a perfect position to win a championship, honestly. Just to be quite frankly, we was in a perfect position to win a championship. I mean, the Bucks lost to the Heat. You know, Giannis was hurt. We up 3-2 against the Celtics, who I felt like was, uh, of course, Denver Nuggets, they deserved it. They were, you know, they're, they're champs. They're the world champs for a reason. They were extremely together. They were, you know, a great team. But I just feel like Boston was, like, one of the most talented teams in the in, in the league, you know, throughout the entire year. And um, being up 3-2 against them, you know, have a close-out game at home and uh, not being able to to execute and not being able to follow through on that, that's, that's a tough pill that we all have to swallow not just myself, not just, you know, Joel. That's the entire organization. And, now, you know, we got to bounce back from it. Um, you know, we got to move on and figure it out. But uh, like I was saying, uh, Joel deserved his MVP. Great moment. The team uh, was there for him. And it was funny. He was mad at me. I knew he was winning MVP. I don't know. It's kind of like the end of the year, end of the regular season. He's like, you didn't tell me I was – why didn't you tell me I was going to win MVP? And I'm like, Joel, why would I tell you that – why would I ruin that surprise for you? But uh, it's great, man. I'm happy for him. Uh, big accomplishment. Now it's time for him to win the finals MVP. That's next. That should be next on his bucket list. It shouldn't be nothing else that matters. Winning the finals and if, if winning the finals MVP it comes along with, that's probably next on his list. But, yeah, okay, let's take a break. But when we come back, I will be looking ahead of next season, uh, what I'm working on this summer, my first impressions on Coach Nurse, our new coach, a uh, great dude. You know, he has a lot of tactics in, in Toronto that, that gave us some issues, uh, you know, in, in last year's playoffs, uh, my first year playing. But, you know, it's great. You know, it's great meeting him. And we'll talk a little bit more about him when we come back. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. The new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, y'all, welcome back to Maxi on the Mic. After that break, I want to talk about just what I want to get better at what my goals are for this upcoming year. You know, it's funny because everybody always talks about taking another step, taking another step every single year. And I feel like I've done that for the most part. But um, I feel like I was on my way before I got hurt and taking a huge step and uh, maybe becoming an all-star, maybe becoming, who knows, you know, uh, what, what I could have accomplished. But uh, that's part of life. You have to be able to go through things, trials, tribulations. I talked about that before on here, uh, the mental health part of it. Um, it, it took a toll on me, but I was able to bounce back and I was able to finish out the season strong. So going into next year, the ultimate goal is to win a championship. We know that. Um, being in a, on a team like this, being in an organization like this that has dreams and aspirations to achieve that goal, um, and, and anything short of that is failure. I mean, that's that's the goal. That's what you want to reach. So you know, that's the ultimate goal at the end of the day, especially when you have the pieces to do it and the team to do it. Not a lot of organizations are in that phase where – they are competing for a championship every single year. They have guys like Joel Embiid on their team to where franchise guys where they can do that. So that's hard. But uh, me personally, um, I just want to get better, man. I want to be 1% better. I keep saying it. And um, people say, how you keep saying 1% better? When do you get to 100%? And it's not about getting to 100%. It's about getting to you know, maximizing my entire potential. And I just feel like I have so much more to give. You know, I feel like I can be more aggressive. I feel like I can... I feel like I upped my defense. I feel like I figured out ways to be impactful on that end uh, in the playoffs, which really helped us, I feel like, as a, as a group. I think the main things that I'm really working on will be like just playmaking, uh, being able to get downhill and create plays for others. Um, I feel like that could, just, that could just open up so much more, and not just my game, but our game as um, – our overall game as a team – and uh, being able to make every single read, every single passing read, every single scoring read off the pick and roll, not just pick and roll, but in ISO situations, I'm really going to work on my handle um, this year. You know, it's funny. I always tell people, 
Um, people say you don't do a lot. Of, I don't do a lot of combo moves, a lot of dribble moves. I just get right to it. You know, I, I'm able to play off the catch, play off the jab. Uh, if I do have an ice situation, I can get my defender leaning and get downhill to my spots. But like, I really want to work on my handle and my setups and my pace. It's funny because uh, my dad, he played Division One basketball, and he believed in getting to every single spot, one dribble, two dribble, pull up, like you know, doing everything with three dribbles, or like within less than like one second or something like having the ball one second, making a decision, a quick decision like that. But in the position that we're in today, in the, in the NBA that we're in today, me being a guard, me being somebody who has the ball at late clock a lot, I have to be able to put combos together. I have to be able to put combo moves together, break down my defender better, get them leaning a certain way, use my handle, get downhill and create for myself and create for others. So that's one big thing that I'm really going to work on. And then, like I said, playmaking out of the pick and roll, playmaking out of the two-man game with, with the big fella. Just having the ball in my hands more, um, I think that would be something that could really help us as, a, as an organization and myself and, and my growth. Uh, some goals, some unofficial goals that I, I could throw out there for myself. You know, I, I want to be able to be in consideration of uh, maybe most improved, you know, something like that. That would be kind of cool. I think that me doing that, me elevating my game will help us as an organization, not just myself. This is all about us becoming better. Like, I know I, I, that's the individual goal, but individually, if I could get better, that helps our team. You know, that helps the you know Joels of our team. That helps everybody that will be a part of our team next year. So, I mean, I think that's one thing, a step that I'm trying to make and try to get onto that all-star, uh, borderline all-star, if not all-star conversation. And I feel like that would help us, uh, our organization, uh, completely. When we talk about Coach Durst, uh, you know, I talked about him earlier before before we went to break. My first impressions on him was like, he's just a good dude, man. He's a great person, great guy. Before I even get to that, um, shout out to Doc, shout out to Sam, shout out to all those guys, man. Um, I appreciated them. You know, they were great for my three years. So they're the only coaches I know, so it's definitely going to be different. But I appreciate them. I wish them the best of luck. You know, they came in every single day, worked their tail off to, you know, try to get us to, to where we wanted to be. Um, and it just unfortunately didn't work out. Uh, the organization decided to go a different direction. And, uh, you know, we brought in Coach Nurse. And uh, like I said, uh, I got to talk to him a few times, you know, right after he got hired and uh, right after his press conference. Um, and he sounds like he has a plan. And he sounds like it's, it's hard to do X's and O's right now. Um, and what's this, June? I mean, like, it's almost impossible. You don't know who's going to be. You don't know You don't know what your roster looks like. You don't know anything. You don't know who's trapped. You, you just don't, you don't know right now. It's off season. But he has, it seems like he has an idea. It sounds like he has a plan has a vision, and uh, I think he's going to push us and try to get the best out of whoever's on the team, whoever's on the team. That doesn't matter. Um, he has this type of personality, this type of uh, this creative mind that I think is different. It'll be a breath of fresh air for our team. When I talked to him specifically, he was just telling me that he wanted me to be able to um, – he seen me do it, but he wanted me to be able to consistently make every single read out of ball screen situations and out of uh, – you know, any handoff, any type of action with the ball in my hands. He wanted me to get better at that uh, while still being able to play off the ball because that's that's going to be, you know, still an important part of my game, being able to play off the ball, being able to play catch and shoot, you know, attack, close out. Because at the end of the day, we, you know, I'm still playing with, you know, guys that can create close out situations for me. So that's the next step in my development, being really good in pick and roll, creating for others. You know, I feel like I'm pretty good creating for myself in the pick and roll. I know all the angles. I know all the drop coverages or the switches. Like, I know how to attack those for myself. And I feel like I've, I've been working on, since I just started back working out, I've been working on live reads 
of the pick and roll, just knowing when to hit the tag guy, knowing when to hit the roll guy, knowing when to bounce it out, rescreen it, set it back up. You don't have anything and not just go away from it so quickly. Um, I think one thing that I will say about myself is this upcoming year, I will have like a more confident, like the, the first three years I was, I was worried about having the ball too long in my hands. And uh, it's funny because Doc has got on me about that. Joel, JH, say like everybody's got on to me about the like, dude, you you can create plays. You've done it before. So like don't don't panic about having the ball in your hands too much. Or it's some scenarios where you have to have the ball that much for us to uh generate offense. So me feeling more comfortable, uh, I think that's gonna be a big step in my development as well. And I think um my confidence because of how hard I work and you know my my teammates trusting me, that's gonna go to another level. When we talk about how, how to get us better as a team. First and foremost, you know, no matter who's on our team, I think we have to buy into whatever Coach Nurse and that coach's staff brings to the table. That's first and foremost. Um, no matter if he goes out there and tells us that we're going to trap every play or you know, shoot threes from half court, if that's what he believes is going to help us win games, and everybody from our best player, Joel, to whoever our you know, two-way guys is, if we're bought into that, then – we will be successful offensively and defensively. Um, I think that's one of the biggest things that we have to grow at is that we have to become a better team, a better like organization as like, you know what I'm saying? Like being together, you know, we, we're taking steps in the right direction. I feel like um, the three years that I've been here that the, the organization has, has took strides. And like I said, it starts with the big fella. He's, he's been great as far as communicating, as far as pushing guys as far as leading, and we're going to need him to take even another step um, this upcoming season. So that's number one. Number two, um, you know, it's my job to be ready to play, and uh, we'll play with whoever we're going to play with, you know, and play with whatever system that we have to put into place. You know, whoever we have, whoever we bring back. I mean, I know the the, the organization. I know the uh, Darren Moore, he's, he's great at what he does. So it's like he's going to go out there and put it together a team that he feels comfortable in um, competing for a championship. That's what it is. And I, you know, I hope we have all our guys back and, you know, that'd be great. And, you know, everybody has decisions to make in free agency, you know, they're going to make the best decisions for themselves. And that's as they should. That's that's how life is. And uh, whatever happens, happens. And we, we move on from it. When we come back from break, I will let you know what I'm thankful for this summer and how I plan to get 1% better as we head into next season. Um, stay tuned to Maxi on the mic. Love you guys. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, 
visit dkng.co slash pick six states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, y'all. Welcome back to Max on the Mic. Uh, the draft is coming up soon. NBA championship is over. Congratulations to the Denver Nuggets. Uh, congratulations to fellow Big Blue Nation and New Balance athlete Jamal Murray. The run that he went on, you know, this playoffs was remarkable. I mean, people forgot <laughs> he finally was able to get rid of all the the bubble allegations and bubble Murray and all that type of stuff. You know, him being healthy and going out there and putting on the show, you know, was really cool to see. Um, I just feel like the playoffs in general. While I'm, while I'm on it, the playoffs in general was amazing this year. Honestly, we had a ten day break in between our series, and every night, every night I looked forward to it being seven o'clock and me sitting there and watching however many games are on, all the way until about whatever West Coast game was on, all the way to about one thirty a.m. in the morning. Like I'm, I'm sitting on my couch the entire time. I'll stop, eat, whatever, but I'm still watching the game, and I just feel like it was it was competitive. It was uh, it wasn't predictable. Um, Miami Heat shots at them too, you know, man. Like, like they just went on a run, man. Once they once they beat the Bucks, you know, you know, Jimmy. I feel like he had his guys believing. Eric Coach Spoelstra had his guys believing, and that that entire group they believed. So, you know, that's that's what it's about, being able to believe. But anyways, draft is coming up. I'll talk about some players that I'm excited to see. Um, it's funny, I, I you know I work I'm working out with Tim right now. And Tim's been working out with, with Wimby, you know, for a while. And I actually played a little one-on-one with Wimby last year. Uh, we played, you know, at, at SMU once. And it's funny, I just got done working out. He gets in, he comes into the gym. And this is when I knew, like, this guy, this guy may be, this might, you know, he may be really special. Um, he comes into the gym after I just finished working out. It's like my, what's this, my third workout of the day. And... He comes in and he's the first thing he does. He doesn't warm up, none of that. 
Uh, he comes in and says, hey, Tim, let me play Tyrese one-on-one, but I'm on full-time defense. So he played. He wanted to play defense against me one-on-one, full-time. The very first possession, and y'all know I don't – there's not a lot of guys that can, like, block my shot. Like, Robert Williams blocked my shot a few times in this, this playoffs. Uh, kudos to him. Uh, I kind of figured it out late. You know, just – but – there's not a lot of guys that just block my shot. I feel like I have a lot of different creative finishes for it. So the first play, like we're coming off, like acting like it's a ball screen switch. And I get him up in the air off a little hezzy, get downhill, and like go to one of my like patented little scoop layups, like high of the glass. And he just comes out of nowhere and just swap. Like, I'm like, what the? Like, how? Like, there's no way he recovered from like the move that I gave him. But, uh, it's just like for him to come up as a young kid, younger than me, I'm, I'm young, but even younger than me, for him to be able to come into the gym and the first thing that he wants to work on is his defense. He wants to compete and I will win a game and I'm like, all right, I'm done. Because like I said, this I've already worked out at six, lifted at eight, and I'm back on the court. It's like, I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm done, bro. I'm done. He's like, no, no, one more, one more, one more. And then he will win. And uh, you know, my competitive nature, like, all right, we got to play again. So now I will win. Like, and it's just like, it was just an ongoing thing, and it was beautiful to see, man. And we kind of just kept in touch from there. It was fun, man. I think, you know, we ended up – we played like four games. We ended up like 2-2. He won two defensively. I won two. That was the only way I could I could leave the gym, I feel like. And uh, he he tied it 2-2. I was up 2-1. He tied it 2-2. And I'm like, let's play again. And he's like, all right, let's play again. I'm like, nah, bro, you get your workout in. Go ahead and work out. We would have been there all day until, you know, one of us probably stopped. But – um. But yeah, I mean, he's a good dude, man, and that's that's. I think that's the best thing about him. He's a great person, great personality. For someone who has all this hype and all this pressure and all these lights, bright lights on him, he's a good person, man. He's 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 really good to the people around him that I see, uh, the people that he comes in the gym with. Tim loves him. Um, Tim, you know, speaks extremely highly of him. So I'm pretty sure that he's, he has great character. Uh, but his game is just. It's crazy, man. He does everything on the basketball court. The way he handles the ball, it's just so funny because Tim was telling me about this about this dude um, five years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like five years ago. And I'm like, Tim, like the dude, like, he's like, I don't know. He's 12 years old, Tim, okay? I don't know. He's seven foot at 12. I, I don't know if he's going. He's like, no, I'm telling you, he's going to be. And to see him now doing what he's doing, I just, you know, I, you know, I hope – he can stay healthy because he's, you know, he's been working on his body and that's probably going to be his biggest thing. And, and that's a lot of our biggest things, being able to stay healthy and being able to go out there and show what you can do because he's special, a special talent, man. He's blocking shots. He's uh plays extremely hard. I think the biggest thing that he has that a lot of, some of the guys in our league don't have is competitive nature. And that takes you a long way in this league because, like when you are a competitor and you like all you care about is winning and, and getting better every single day and trying to find ways to to be the best version of yourself for your team, those are the guys that are extremely successful. Um, you know, Kobe talked about it. He said, uh, you know, he works so hard. He works so hard, you know, to be the best version of himself because his competitive spirit just it, it willed him to do so. And I feel the same way uh, about how hard I work. And it, it, that's that's the type of mentality that I feel like Wimby has, and um, for him to already have the skill set of being able to shoot pull up threes and handle the ball and cross guys and footwork and 
block shots on the defense end. Oh, man, it's going to be great to watch. Um, great to compete against him in um, this upcoming multiple years of, of being in the league together. So kudos to him and the hard work he puts in and uh, good luck to him. It's going to be a lot of pressure on him. Uh, it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. But if anybody can do it, I feel like he can do it. Lastly, I'll talk about some of the guys that I do know, probably you know later picks that I'm excited to see because this is my senior year draft class. Like this, this if I was a senior, I would have been coming out this year. So I'm really looking forward to seeing. Um, hopefully, somebody gives one of my lifelong friends, Drew Timmy from Gonzaga, an opportunity. Um, I just feel like he just plays the right way every single time he steps on the court. Um, I see him. He's working out with Tim as well, Tim Martin. I see him working on his three ball working on his touch, working on his defense, working on his athleticism. Um, because I tell him, like, man, listen, if, you be able, if you're able to shoot the three, you know, that's how guys are getting paid. Guys are getting paid to be able to shoot threes, and he can handle the ball, he can play make. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a skill in the league that a lot of teams are looking for. So I want to see him get picked up and, you know, him go out there and, and compete and uh, try to find, make his way in the league. Jalen Wilson, same birthday as me, known him for a long time. Uh, Kansas, he was a, he's a winner, man. Now he's a winner. I feel like uh, he won a championship there. You know, he's a he's a six eight six you know nine switchable guy. I feel like he can be. Uh, he's shooting three ball well. A team would definitely take a chance on him for sure. Uh, Mike Miles from Dallas, Texas, TCU, another guy that that you know I want to see him be successful as well. And then lastly, um, Casey Wallace. You know, Casey Wallace is a guy coming from Kentucky. The Kentucky guards track record, I mean, it's pretty high. So, you know, you know, you know, people sleep on us. It is what it is. But uh, you know, he's following a group of Jamal Murray's, Shea Gillis Alexander, De'Aaron Fox, um, me, Quick, um, John Walker, the list goes on and on. Malik Monk. Um, I can stay here and name him all day. But uh I feel like he, he's going to get into the league. He's going to show God, show people something that he did, wasn't able to show at Kentucky. You know, this Cal just has this thing with, with his guards that uh, when they get to the next level, they succeed. They know how to play the play the right way, and their, their confidence is so high coming from Kentucky. Coach Cal, you know, he pushes you so hard that when you get to the league, you're ready to go. So I'm looking forward to seeing him as well, and uh, I can't wait to be sitting down on my mom's couch that she does not like me to sit on, but I will be sitting on her couch watching the draft um, because I don't think she'll be here. So Next week, what I want to do is, is really dial in on um, the defensive coverages that I saw this year in the playoffs. Like, I've been watching so much film. That's what I, you know, I, I say I took four weeks, I mean, you know, three three weeks off, but I was really lifting and sitting in my bed watching film and film that guys, people have sent me and trying to find ways to get better. And But... Towards the end of that Boston series, like game four, end of game four, beginning of game five, I really found out, like, okay, they're forcing me left. Terry, just go left. Like, it doesn't even matter. Like, you can go left. You've worked on it all your life. Just, like, why are you trying to fight so hard to get back to your right? Like, just go left. When I finish, I'm going to start going left, start making plays, start knocking down shots, start getting to my floaters, start getting to my pull-ups. And then once I saw that, you know, working for me, the rest of the series was was – not easy, but it was it was it was way easier than you know the mind. Two games, two through four, I thought about the game way too much. Game one, I just played really well. James had a crazy game, but I I played well too to help us win. 
Then games five through seven, uh, seven was, you know, we lost a lot, but, you know, I was still confident in what I was doing out there. But five and six, my, my confidence level was so high. I, I came into the game knowing what they were going to do, how I had to beat it. And it was it, the game was so much simpler. So that's, a, that's one thing I really want to work on. Going left and all those pick and roll coverages and all the different switch coverages, all the different drop coverages, and being able to not just score now going left, but being able to make – Left hand reads, left hand skips to the corner when the when the low man tags, left hand pocket pass um, to either Joel or whoever we have rolling um, in that situation because going left that that's the hardest thing for for righties is going left and making reads, making those pass reads because now you have to make them with your left hand or now you're, you're throwing it across your body. So I've really been working on that. I think that's another thing I'm gonna work on next week to get one percent better at. I think what I'll say I'm thankful for is. This upcoming trip with my family, um, you know, we're gonna do a little trip. I'm not gonna say where, but we're gonna go. <laughs> we're gonna do a trip. I'll give you a hint. This place is like my mom's favorite place. She has his favorite character, and they and she love you know she loves this place. So we're gonna go there, like my entire family, like all 25 of us. I mean, I'm of course I'm being crazy, but like we have a lot, a big family. You know what I'm saying? A big family that I grew up with. And uh, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be really fun. I just feel like um, I'm still going to be working out. I'm going to get up early and work, get all my work in. But just hanging out with them and being able to spend that time with them um, all collectively. It's funny because a lot of people say, how, how do y'all not, like, argue or fight? It's like, man, we love each other. Like, I, I, we genuinely all love each other. And all we're going to be doing is laughing and playing and joking. Probably too much laughing, playing and joking that my mom will get irritated. Or my, you know, my grandmother will get irritated with, with us, but it's gonna be great. You know, my cousins will be there, my sisters will be there, my nieces will be there, grandmother, parents, uncle. It'll all be great, man. I wish I could take my dog, but you know, he's here. He's here in Texas, so he he won't make this trip, but he'll definitely make the LA trip later on when I go out there to work out a little bit more. So I think that's what I'm thankful for this trip that I have coming up, and uh, it should be fun. All right, guys, thank y'all for listening to Maxi on the mic. Next time I talk to y'all. I will be on this trip and I'll tell y'all where I am then. But um, please rate, review, and subscribe. Thank y'all. Maxi out. Peace. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.